0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Daytime for the Nightlife. I'm your co-host and producer, Scott Simonson. On this production, we speak with business owners, entertainers, um, advocates from the nightlife industry. Anything from stand-up comedy, live music entertainment, and the businesses that support them. Music venues, managers, chiropractors even all to bring you the best information that organically comes up when you're trying to shout over the speakers or having a very candid conversation. In this episode, we actually sit down with John Pinto and Vince Pinto, two brothers that came together to create a media company. They're a high-quality media production company. You may have seen some of their work with Plaid Hawaii, uh, the Silver Rapper Production Group, uh, React Presents out of Chicago, and uh, a, a myriad of many other productions that, um, that they work with, like North Coast Music Festival and the like. They've even worked with some beauty brands, Alta Beauty, Zephora. And I believe they still are operating Belladonna Wedding Media or Wedding Videos. Um, absolutely amazing content producers and even better people. We had a blast spending time with them in their production space. I believe they've moved spaces since um, since since this recording, but nevertheless, Regina and I had an amazing time, and I'm confident you can hear that in, the, in this episode. If you're interested in jumping straight to the episode, please go ahead and jump over to minute five or six. Uh, I believe that's where it starts, and um, you'll get right into it. Uh, if you're if you're gonna stick with me, I have a preface to for the topic of this the topic that I hope is um, received from from this episode. I want to take a second to speak on the value of a partnership. First and foremost, life can be difficult. If you sprinkle a little ambition on it, you're definitely gonna face some obstacles. If you go into business for yourself, you're absolutely going to face some tribulations. A partner is someone who's willing to help you overcome those obstacles. The definition of a a partnership depends on the nature of the relationship or business and the tasks at hand. Partnerships are not defined by who you party with. Partnerships do not avoid conflict or the risk of being misunderstood. A partnership is a formal commitment of accountability. A good partner will seek to understand you and your motivations. A great partner will challenge you with difficult conversations when they see you struggling or steering away from the commitments you've made to yourself. Now, I'd love to go on and on and on about this, but by no means am I a motivational speaker, nor do I have any intentions of becoming one. All I want to say is trust your feelings. You are the only person who understands your complete experience. And a partner is someone who's going to seek to understand you and guide you through your own growth in exchange that you do the same for them. So choose your partners wisely and audit them regularly, audit your, your, your uh, relationships, because that's the point. You have to hold each other accountable and allow each other to grow and allow each other to be vulnerable and not criticize and not judge. But, but don't hesitate to challenge them with your authenticity. Don't hesitate to bring forward the scariest things that we hold on to or the resentments that that we store away in the dark rooms of our being. Bring that shit to light. Bring it out there because what's funny is those, that, that, those insecurities, those little doubts, they can't live in the light. It's like a worm that can't survive on the sidewalk on a bright sunny day. They shrivel up and die. A good partner will see that you're struggling with that and will challenge you to bring those things to light. Growth is out there, and we all deserve the best shot out there. So, so please, um, if you're if you're more than capable of doing everything on your your own, hallelujah, you did it. You're one of the specials. Great job. I'm proud of you. But if you are a real, if you are um, taking taking life one punch to the chin at a time. Uh, don't be afraid to, to seek out partners that will be advocates for your growth and advocates for your development. I've got a suite of them and I'm very proud of each and every one of them um, in, my, in my network and to keep them included in my life. That being said, let's jump into this episode. It's so light. It's so fun. And you're going to notice that we leave so many topics, on the conver- er, topics of conversation on the table because of how much fun we were having. That being said, without further ado, JV Studios, the best brothers in business that we've ever met. Here we go.
1: And we just looked at each other and we're like, you know what? let's do this, you know, let's make it happen.
2: Yeah, I mean, coming full circle, we started in our parents' basement in 2012. I was still in college at Illinois State. Um, John graduated from Eastern, so he, we were kind of building that whole um, business while I was still away. And then we figured out just kind of like, hey, you know, if we really want to do this, we gotta put all our, you know, put all our, what are the beans in a cup or <laughs> <laughs> not the, What do they say? All our beans in a cup. <laughs> all our beans. I in think
1: a- you just coined that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, you gotta put all the beans in the cup and just make it happen. And so we started in the ba- uh, like the basement, and then we migrated to the Bridgeport Art Center as our first spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was about what 400, 450 square feet, maybe, probably a third of this spot, not even that we're yeah. in now. And then that led us into our second space in River North, which was nice, but just kind of limited us um, as far as trying to grow a team. So yeah, now we're just we're in Pilsen now and blessed to be in this in this more bigger space.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: So has the vision been from the beginning, content productions, videography, photography?
1: I I would say so. Yeah, it it actually it started with with music, which brings us back to the festivals. Um, And so I was playing guitar and, and Vince was filming it and then he filmed it and I did the editing. And so that was kind of like the original beginning. And then it slowly segued into more corporate videos and some wedding videos. And now we actually, we kind of, we segued it. So now JV Studios runs corporate videos and creative stuff. And now we have a sister company, which we could talk about later, which is called Belladonna. And that covers cinematic weddings. So we decided just to make the you know, the split. Oh. And the mic. Oh.
2: Mic drop. Mic drop. It's all good. Drop. Ladies and
1: gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, so we made this this split to um I don't know, separate those ideas.
3: That was such a slow it's slow like, just
1: the slow embrace. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Stay.
2: <laughs> Mike's getting excited
3: yeah. there. Right. We got the audio engineer on it. Thank you, Scott. Scott.
1: <laughs> is, like, this is where you would
2: do like a paid advertisement. Absolutely. And we'll be back
1: in a minute. Cool. All
2: right.
3: Man. Are your ankles bothering you? Yeah. Stress
0: that work. Doctor Shoals, get your step up.
3: <laughs> awesome. All right, and we're back. We're back yes. live. Great. Carry on.
0: Carry on. Carry on. So I, I think it's cool. I I yes. You have to at some point um,
3: branch off. That's branch what we we're off. talking about. You yep segmenting the company between the creative and the commercial. Which you need the commercial to fund the creative because often those music festivals and you know touring with artists all that they might not have the budgets to give you what you need. And as producers, it's easy to see that like you find. The motivation to do those kind of pieces is so much deeper than the money yeah it's it's what you live for it's why you gain all these skills it's because you get the ability to capture something that you love mm-hmm. so you need a way to fund that
2: totally we always say like uh, when it comes to like music and the whole music scene um it's more the passion product so we we kind of do our work on you know the corporate commercials and then when it comes to like a weekend you know we can kind of we understand we're filming like more what got us started so it's like the money doesn't always matter it's nice but it's just it's that passion that goes behind it and you end up kind of creating the best work you've, you've done um, and so that's that's just amazing mm-hmm.
0: that's awesome so how much uh, per week if you had to break it up marginally would you say is dedicated to commercial work and then your the creative work that you like to do what, uh, what would your balance be
1: hmm I mean I, I think it's kind of it's kind of 50 50. You know? gotcha and in, in a way so like sometimes it's it's more creative heavily and then sometimes it's more commercial and so i think it comes in waves and like whatever we are focusing on really like comes to us
2: i think right. a lot especially in the summer when it comes to like seasons i would say definitely a lot more like passion heavy and yeah. uh like music video and, and festival coverage so um it kind of like you said comes in waves comes in waves but yeah. i think we just manage it all so if it's like why not like we can be working on a corporate commercial while we're working on a music festival recap, while we're working on a music video and a wedding.
3: Yeah. Right, right. Because it gets stale, you gotta switch it up. I'm so sick of looking at this. Let me work on this for a little bit. Yeah, Absolutely. totally.
1: And I think the uh, the creative projects they help us um, add creativity to the corporate projects. So it's not like Definitely. we don't like the corporate projects. It's like how what can we do to change it and make it better? Like mm-hmm. I think everyone's so cookie cutter with like how it's supposed to be done and so structured. It's like Let's think outside the box and let's pull everything together and kind of merge the styles.
0: Well, and it, it'll also help you gain a new perspective or approach it with a new perspective that they're hiring for. You know, a lot of the times the com- commercial teams that will hire or the teams that will hire for commercial work, outsource commercial work, is because it seems like there's a lot of creative headbutting internally, yeah. and so they just want to have a team that can. Bring in a fresh perspective, and if you're dedicating time to creative work that you you know you can represent in a portfolio and or um, just external things that keep you motivated, they'll value that perspective when you.
3: Take care. Sorry. Yeah,
0: they'll value that perspective when you approach a commercial solution or a commercial exactly. objective. Definitely. So that's that's it's great. It's nice to see that there's a healthy balance between the two. I think that's needed. Oh. I can hear it on the I,
3: mic. Sorry. Yeah, I'm fidgeting. It's all right, it's all right. And cutting the commercial. Yes.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah,
1: I, I agree with that, though. Totally.
3: So, okay. what is some teamwork? Uh, uh, if you had to give advice to a team who maybe runs into conflict,
1: yeah. how do you handle
3: your conflict?
2: Um, so, I mean, yeah, like if if you didn't know, we are brothers and business partners and, and good buddies. Um, in the beginning, the, the way we realized, like, hey, you know, you're good at this, I'm good at this, we were kind of stepping on each other's toes until we finally realized, what are your strengths? What are your strengths? And kind of like, who's better at what? And so once that finally happened, um, things really started like branching out and you know your role. So like in JV, I do a lot of more like the production. If I'm, we're on set, I kind of lead the team and kind of everyone follows my lead. More in the studio, and the office stuff, um, John kind of takes more of that business role talks to the clients, handles all the payments and invoicing more of the controllers. So um, when we kind of came to that agreement, that's when we really started like kind of progressing fast it was like, all right, play the strengths and we made it happen, so.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, th- today YouTube and the world of independent creators and filmmakers is surging. You're getting more people that are buying a camera. Um, the cost of entry or what are the, the Market or entry-to-market cost mm-hmm. is going down and down. Um, what would be some advice to someone who's just picking up a camera or a company that is just starting to do their own content strategy to get them started? What would be it like, all right, if you can accomplish these th- two or three things each week, you're on the right path? Uh,
1: I, think um, the I,
2: think, I think the best way to set goals, I mean, is like so far as like just kind of picking up a camera, is just to, like... One, know the power of of the camera you're using and understand, like, you know, the capabilities it can do. I think a lot of people, um, they buy these expensive cameras and just kind of assume the work's going to look beautiful. But I think it's beyond that. It's understanding um, proper audio, how to use lighting, how to use daylight, like how to use natural light as like a way of making stuff look cinematic. And like shooting times, I think... um, You just have to kind of do the work, you know, you have to just get out and create and a lot of people sit behind their phones and they watch all these people create these beautiful videos and they think, oh, I just bought the same camera they have, I'm going to make this, you know, look amazing. I know some, some touring videographers that shoot off, you know, old cameras and their stuff looks better than the stuff on the new cameras and it's just the camera's the tool, but it's the artist behind it. So really understand what you're using. Um, That's kind of my biggest advice. Definitely.
0: That's
3: great.
2: Powerful. That was. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. you have to. You can't just expect the camera to film for you. I mean, everyone has so many. You, you I can give you all a camera right now. We could shoot the same stuff going on and it's all gonna look different. So.
0: I'm sure it will. You know, not to say one
2: will be better, but you know, it'll just it'll all be different.
0: Perspectives. Yeah, the same way that we can have unique perspectives and all be in the same room and not kill each other. We can all have unique perspectives creatively and still produce something unique
2: definitely
3: so something that i've been kind of fixating on lately is no and being told no and uh in this industry you have to get a lot of okays you have to get a lot of permissions and all that Um, have you guys ever been told no and what did you learn from that
1: um i mean i guess i talked to a lot of clients and a lot of clients um say no it's true but um at the end of the day for us like the takeaway is like patience you know the client is the one um that's the reason why we're doing the project. So I think understanding what the client wants and delivering what they need, but also you know respecting yourself and your own creativity to say, I don't know if I agree with that. Maybe we could do it this way. And that's something that we kind of like run into. It's like, you know, we're the ideas, we're the mind behind it. They're coming to us for a video, for a product. And it's like, this is what we think. And sometimes they take it, sometimes they don't. And so I think just like having that balance with, you know, understanding when to say yes or when to say no is important. It's a give and take
2: for sure. There's sometimes you put your hole into an edit and you're like, oh, their client's gonna love it, and you send it and they're like, oh, I'll switch this, 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 this. And you almost feel like, well, now the video just isn't the same anymore. Like, you might as well just edit it. Or you kind of, we kind of come up with like, you know, we always try to give clients a, a certain round of revisions that we kind of say in the contracts. And after that, you know, it's an additional cost. But sometimes you get to that point where it's like, hey, I'm going to give you all the footage. You just edit it. Because you are now this artist out of nowhere that at first had no idea how videos work. And you're asking for all this advice. Then we give you something. And we always say, it's so, uh, it's so hard to create but it's so easy to criticize. So you yes. have these people, you know, we're putting endless hours into this project for 30 seconds for someone to say, yeah, that wasn't that good. Or, you know, you could switch all this stuff. So it's like, all right, you do it.
1: Yeah, but, uh, but on the other side, it's like, you know, if, if they're the ones paying, it's almost like, all right, if you don't want it that way, that's fine. You could take it that way. What? what, what? With, like a nice balance. Yeah.
0: What was... Jeez. What was the most number of revisions you've ever had to do on a commercial work? I don't know if I want to say that one on camera.
1: Um, honestly, I had this client, and we, we produced a lot of videos, probably about 50 of them, and each one of them had like three revisions. Wow. And so it was just like, it was a very corporate video. Cookie cutter. Cookie cutter. And it was just like, all right, change this, move this, do this, do this. And so it was just like rounds and rounds and rounds. And I, and I did all the edits on it. And I did it because it was like, you know what, we have to do it.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's the commercial work.
1: It's the commercial work. Yeah,
2: I think a lot of it, to when we're learning to avoid all those rounds, and it's just the pre-production is huge. So huge. like anytime we get a new client or an inquiry, we're trying to, before we even shoot it, we know exactly what they want. Uh, if they could provide a shot list, that always helps. But just like the communication prior to shooting everything will help eliminate that whole post headache. Um, you didn't add this, and why isn't this captured? So that's just something as a business we're learning to like cover all aspects, all aspects of it uh, just so we're all on the same
3: page. So I had never heard pre-production before, and yesterday at 1104 <laughs> they said pre-production, that's huge. They gave oh. the exact same answer, pre-production, that's on point. What does that mean to you? <sighs>
2: Um, so we break down, I mean, we break down our business in three parts. There's pre-production, who's this guy right here, and you're him. handling all, yep. pre-production is just like, you know, from, from that initial inquiry to the client, you're talking, you're getting on the same page, you're scheduling shoot dates, locations, um, scripting, and it's pretty much like, uh, I don't know, give me a metaphor, he's a metaphor guy.
1: I mean, I would say it's, uh, it's the ingredients to bake the cake, you know? <laughs> Yeah. You got to know what you need. You got a little flour, you got some eggs, two eggs, <laughs> you know, a little oil. And, if, and if, Coconut you, oil. if you miss something, then the cake isn't going to be right. And so it's like, let's get together, let's figure out what we need, and let's make it happen. And then I pass it off to the baker. And then, yeah, so,
2: so I'm the baker, and he's, then he's this the guy baker. right
1: here, Ricky, he's also another baker. Yep.
2: Um, he, we, <laughs> we make it happen. So we do all the shooting out, and that's the production part. And then part three would be putting the frosting and the sprinkles whipped cream cherry on top and that's something we kind of all do mm-hmm. uh, and we also have editors that come in and kind of help so there's there's three parts to kind of what we do it's the pre it's the production and it's the post
3: yeah the metaphor guy that was flawless that's it yeah. that's that I was d- good out of nowhere
2: you. Uh, he can you could do a podcast on just Johnny and the <laughs> <laughs> metaphor
1: I'll give, you, I'll give you my card we'll, we'll make it happen yeah
3: so have you always worked well as a team since you were very young
1: uh, I think in the beginning, or like when we were younger, we would get on each other's nerves. But I think it's because we have very similar minds. But like you said earlier, it's about playing to the strength. So going back to baking, if two people are trying to put the, you know, the ingredients, it's like, yo, it's too much, like
2: too many cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> exactly, it spoils the soup. Yeah.
1: And so yeah, once we once we realize that, it's like, all right, cool. I'm gonna do this. You're gonna do this, and we're gonna, both gonna do it at the same time. And I'll meet you where we need to be. And so it's like once we figure that out like the teamwork and the team dynamics really like sprouted and then having people like Ricky on the team and some other editors and stuff just like helps us delegate those tasks because then it's like our sides grow and our team grow and then we're all just like pushing together as one instead of like fighting each other it's like let's yeah. collaborate
2: cuz i think um, in the beginning of it all cuz he i mean he had a vision i had a vision i was like a kid making youtube videos my channel was unbeaten shrimp uh, look it up. Look it up. So I think good I stuff. took all the videos Does down. it still live? It may still live if we I want have to, it to. We live. have to bring
1: it up out of the graveyard one day. man. But he, I mean, like,
2: in the beginning, he was uh, Pinto Productions, Johnny P. Productions, Johnny Pinto Films. So I was, like, trying to make my own name. He was trying to make his Vinnie own P name. Pinto Productions. Vinnie P. <laughs> Productions. So we had all these different things. And then once JV kind of blossomed, we're like, we need to work
3: together now to make this happen. I oh, don't know, man. Shrimp really off. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean, it could have. It could have. It was. He I was mean, vlogging. In high, vlogging. Yeah, in high school, I mean, kids either either laughed at me or they loved it. So that was a give and take, but I didn't care. I was still making videos. So Yeah.
0: So how familiar, how familiar are you guys with Buddhist teachings?
1: Johnny? I mean, my background, like, I've always been searching for that piece, that Zen. You know, and it's like that comes on with – intention and manifestation and so i mean for me it's since 2009 i've been searching for it and in 2000 and i don't know 2012 i found it meditation and yoga and just like i don't know
2: mindfulness yeah Um, figuring out what you want
1: you know like i think if we understand what we want in life we can we can get it but if, if you don't understand what what the target is how can you hit it you know
0: Absolutely. The reason I bring it up is there's an author, a Buddhist monk by the name of, I might be butchering his name. I don't know the right pronunciation, but I definitely know his words. Um, It's Tich not Han, is, I believe, his full, the correct pronunciation. But what he does is he, or one thing that he says is he references the mind to be very similar to a television set and that there's thousands of channels that we have to choose from mm. and the television actually becomes whatever channel it's on so the in his book of being peace meaning the practice of controlling what you focus on the energy attachment or the emotional attachment that you have to it or that you're applying to that um, and the weight that helps you carry your momentum throughout the day he, he Makes that conne- that relation to the television, and he says the connection between our minds and reality is associated directly to our focus. So if we're focusing on a channel that isn't something we would normally want to focus on, we're be we are that channel We're everything that is comprising um, of the thing that we don't want to be. So right. it then Im- uh, it then exemplifies it then highlights the importance of constantly monitoring. Um, what you're applying your focus to and exactly, yeah. and the emotional attachment that you put that you weigh in on it or mm-hmm. the amount of coins in that bucket essentially I bring that up because I think it's important to focus on those the why are we here when you're in the media pit of a certain event or there's like competition around or something that could demotivate you and um, I also bring it up because I think it's something that is relevant when you have to put things aside and work creatively with others um, because it's it's very objective focused and can
3: That's lead you to
0: yeah. progress. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: I mean for us um, I think we definitely It was about three years. I mean the shirt. I'm wearing is a festival that we film called breathe and it's just like it's changed our lives dramatically Change. it's um it's a small it's not it's no electric forest it's no north coast it's like you know it started as like you know 60 people and then next year it's i think it was year, year four this year i mean it was up to like 500 people but like literally it's all community based everyone knows each other by name like everyone's friends Your friends on facebook with them it's so the connectedness is beyond like any festival we went to and so we went there three years ago and it just like kind of like flipped our world upside down just kind of got us um, out of our head and into like our awareness and consciousness and like manifesting what we want and like setting goals and so like when we did like that um, we had a party here last Friday and we released this video we did and we had about sixty people here um, all on that same wavelength vibration vibration yeah. vibe um, <laughs> but yeah I think it comes back to just kind of like we we really um, We set intentions, and we there's times where we feel like life's getting chaotic, and we're aware of it, and we know it, and we're like, we gotta get through this. And then, I mean, he's always huge on just like staying grounded as a business, as people, um, and just like you know, setting time for balance, work life, and that's something I'm trying to work on myself. But you
0: know, in an an industry when you can, it's very easy to start working 16, 17, 18 hours a day. How do you find when, uh, when do you leave the office? or when do you allow yourself to leave the office knowing that you have to dedicate more than the average bear?
1: Um, I think the biggest thing to do for us is we just make a list, you know? So it's like, that's what I I tell Ricky this, I told some people this, is how do you eat an elephant? You know, like you see the elephant, and I'm sure you guys heard this, do you say this? Bite by bite. Bite by bite, that's (laughs) it. I mean, you see, like we have a huge workload, we're running two companies and we have our personal lives. So when you look at that as a whole and you're like, that is overwhelming, what do i do and the answer is you take a step back and you just i guess you take a step back and you zoom in on the one spot and if you take those spots out slowly by slowly or you know bite by bite then eventually it's all gone and then you're like oh i feel good but if you look at it as you know the big picture you're gonna get overwhelmed so mm-hmm. for me what i do and i try to tell people is you make a list and even though that, you have a master list and then you have a mini list and then today i'm gonna work on this one two three once that list is done i'm done that's it. This is my list. This is what I need to do. And then that gives you a, a sense of accomplishment and like satisfaction. That's like, I finished this list tomorrow. I will do this.
0: Is three your number? Is it like you got to get three, three of your boxes checked each I year? mean,
1: it could be three, but mostly mine's probably like 20. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 It's, it's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Gotcha.
2: But. Definitely. I think a lot of it's prioritizing and just delegating, which like we're starting to realize, like when you can delegate and he's big on like pushing that is just like get some weight off your shoulder. And that's something I kind of I feel like sometimes I have to do all these things and it's like you really don't have to just ask for help it's all right to surrender and ask for help and that's just something in order to kind of succeed you need to have people all kind of working at once so while you're out doing something someone could be doing this and this and that instead of doing it all and that just kind of took time to kind of realize.
3: Back to Breathe, the festival that you worked with Um, I saw your recap video on Instagram it's awesome. Thank Um, you. Are you guys big into slacklining? Huge I mean that's
2: what kind of got us into this, and like that's that's if we're not working we're probably slacklining out in a park mm-hmm. yeah slacklining is huge I mean that was just uh it's a sport kinda I think is getting a lot more uh, more attention now, but it's um it's just beautiful, really just getting zoned in on something and your focus it's it's a metaphor it's It's my metaphor of kind of finding my balance in life it's like I always say when you 're on that line nothing really matters except what's in front of you. And that's just kind of like a metaphor for work and, and, and life. And like, don't look back, you know, like you never want to look back or look down and just eye on the prize in front. And and, and when you're on a line, it's the same thing. Like you're not, you're, you can't let your mind wander. So it's like when that happens, you end up falling off the line or you lose your focus. And so if you could apply it to work, if you're sitting and trying to edit a video and then you're sitting here on Facebook or you're worried about this, 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 you're not zoned in on what's in front of you, which is, you know, the screen. And that's just kind of, you know, that that is Slackline is my, med- is, you know, my meditation.
1: Yeah.
3: Super Buddhist. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's amazing.
2: It's, we we are just grateful that we connected with so many people in the Slackline. Like, I, I love Slackline, but I, there's some people we know that are just amazing. They're walking canyons and they're, it's, it's, it's a whole nother level.
3: Oh man, that gives me a fright. I swear. You see those videos and they're just like thousands of feet above the ground. You're like, oh my God. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were we had slack lines for a bit um among our travels and it never We could never We get couldn't through. do it You have. I mean we had one In the studio You guys gotta Definitely try yeah, it You gotta try it out Oh we're going to yeah. That's for right. sure
3: I don't know What's wrong man Like, oh. You gotta
0: clear <laughs> the mind Yeah Wow uh, <laughs> Okay I am the horizon Arms out That's it Totally Okay. Gibbon, yeah. Right that's It's the a thing. give and take It's, like it's
2: almost Yeah your feet go left Your arms go right You show It's counterbalancing And it's just yeah. like It's it's setting that focus Straight and not looking Down at your feet And mm-hmm. it's breathing though. Yeah it's
0: the breath
1: You gotta send the breath down let the energy go down through the feet into the ground you don't need it you go right into the line you absorb it
0: there you go john staying there. grounded again <laughs> <right>. <laughs> staying grounded and yeah. staying balanced That's i love right. this you guys do make a great team jv
1: right.
3: studios are some woke motherfuckers.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: and now a metaphor of johnny
2: what do you got for us? Metaphor. Nah, I got nothing. i would <laughs> your higher mind for commercial breaks. But let breaks. me tell you, I got this one. No,
0: so who would, be, you've had a chance to work with some great musicians, work on some really cool uh, uh, productions, meaning music festivals and things that you guys enjoy. What is the next dream uh, project to work on? Ooh. Or, or artist to work with?
1: Well, right now, um, we're working with Anna Lee. She's an amazing musician. We're kind of and where are we at? In the middle of we, I
2: mean, I connected with her a year ago. I was filming on this yacht, and she was just a hired entertainer.
3: Annalie Jazz, by any chance?
2: Annalie Hoosen. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Okay, yeah. yeah. She uh, is a jazz singer. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, uh, and so pretty much I connected with her about a year ago on a boat, and then a year passed. She played at our loft party, and then we're like, hey, she's recording a whole. Uh, we got to go to her farm about an hour and a half away where she grew up. And we were all there. She was having a live audio recording for her vinyl, that we all sat in. It was an A-frame house next to like a pond. It was just like in the middle of nowhere, Um, and so there was people filming a documentary on her. We were filming a music video, and there was a guy, an audio engineer, filming live uh, music for her vinyl. And so we kind of—that's kind of like something we're working on. It'd be a cool music video, but I think overall, like, we're always just trying to connect with new musicians and. um, Mm-hmm. I think we like to kind of find musicians who really aren't big yet and then kind of like seeing that potential and one of them is our cousin uh, Giovanni who's about 18 years old he's just this child prodigy that just um just wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's that amazing. is so
3: lucky just like oh my cousin's have a production company and they're going to blow me up That's so tight.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's he's amazing he has he has he has it you know he has the look he has the story he has the passion and so it's like taking him under our wing, and it's like, let's make it happen.
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you guys have used making it happen um, so much in this podcast. The yeah, shirt, Yeah, the shirt I'm wearing is actually, uh, it's called Mihichi. It's a comedy group. Um, Isaac Mike, and Evans. Isaac and Evans. Nice. And nice. the company that they made is Making It Happen in Chicago. Nice. Oh, wow. Maheechee. Yeah, yeah maichi So uh, I think cool. it's been like five or six times that's making been dropped in this episode. Yeah. Like, they I
3: mean, were on the podcast two episodes ago. Cool, nice. cool. Yeah, yeah. We always,
2: I always say, hey, Make, we're out here and uh, we're making it happen. Making it happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what up, the, nice. Yeah,
0: the, their take so. is that um, everyone goes... Things that you have to go away to make it make it big or make it happen for yourself, um, like going to LA or going to New York and then coming back. They figure uh, there's plenty of room in Chicago oh, to breed oh success gosh. and to build oh, some geez. empires here. So
3: empire, empire. the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're funny. That's yeah. kind of our wheelhouse: is Dope. comedy, music, Not comedy, live. music. Yeah, comedy, music, art. You know, it all blends together so well. It's that entertainment industry man we meet some interesting people oh, I, make, I, I
1: make it happen yeah, make yeah. It.
2: i think what's crazy like the, the when you brought up that point we me and john we we went to this um kind of talk in, in chicago a few months ago and it was um it was a couple just people i think one guy from uh fake short drive and austin vesley who's does a lot of stuff with chance and then uh some other guy and they literally the whole talk was based on like the mindset of like, I need to go to LA, I need to go to U- New York. And it's um and he, they pretty much said, let those people go, let them go because it's just gonna open up more doors. And, and like, it's the consistency. If you stay here, you're gonna keep finding work. And so I don't even think we have, um, you know, room right now to leave because I just feel like we're just carving a path and like people kind of finally know it. the name. And so um, when they said that, it just, it made so much sense. Like uh, I know people that have left and they're back because it didn't work out or, you start from fresh out there. So I mean, everyone has their own path, but we love Chicago. Oh
3: my gosh, yeah. There's something about that natural connection that you've built you know, since birth with who you know, how you communicate with people. Um, we were in Arizona for quite some time, and generating that out of thin air is something else. I tell ya, so we—that's one of the major reasons we came back—is um, to be around those people and family, and that must be huge for you guys, you know, going in on this with family and friends and Go all that. Um, where are you from originally?
1: Tinley Park. Yeah. Yeah. Tinley Park. That's cool. where our family's South from. Southside suburb. Yep. Well, a lot of our family actually grew up um, right here in Bridgeport. We're in Pilsen, but yeah, Bridgeport's like whew, a couple blocks away. Um, like, no. Oh, yeah, a couple blocks. couple uh, blocks away. <laughs> okay. my, uh, my grandpa and uh, my uncle, they have a, a barbershop here since, like, 1950s called Vincent Gino's. 28 45 South Wallace. Get your haircut. Great place. Great place. Yeah, it's like an OG
0: barbershop. Yeah. Wow. Hey, I'm looking for a good barber shop. That's the oh, one, yeah. one to go to, right? That's totally. What's yeah. it? hit me with the cross section or the intersection?
1: Um, it's 28th and Wallace. 28th and called Wallace. Vincent Genos. Vincent Gino's.
0: Vince and Gino's. I'm coming. That. Please let me get a booking this week. <laughs> Look at my hair. I need your help.
1: <laughs> yeah, he will. He will slice and dice you. When
2: we were growing our hair out, he, you never go to a barber when you, with long hair. Because uh. he will <laughs> cut it. And he cut. We both had hair down to our shoulders. That's Slowly, kind of getting back, but man, did he love cutting our
0: hair.
3: Do you feel it's a different lifestyle, uh, short hair versus long hair? When I met Scott, he had a ponytail. Definitely a different he lifestyle. It's had a ponytail.
0: Uh, I do, yeah.
1: I, honestly, <laughs> go, I mean, going back to it, it, it's, uh, it's a spiritual antenna. It is. It's, it's connectivity. So like, long hair to me is like, is uh, connected to like, you know, this to above. You know, it's like if you think about it, you know, like Native Americans, they have all have long hair. Um,
0: some people believe that it's it's how you harness your energy, and cutting your hair is releasing that energy. Totally. But then again, that yeah. might have been a hippie motto. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, yeah.
2: Probably. <laughs> I mean, you could think really deep about it. We used, I mean, at first we're like, holy shit, we're getting it's just hair. <laughs> but um, you get attached to it, and I think it speaks like its growth. You know, you see its time. You know, like how long? I mean, look at your hair. Yeah, you got some long. How long, hair. long have you been growing your hair? You know,
3: dude, two years ago I. Cut it all off like super short. I was like, Pixie Cut will be cute. Not cute. I've got
0: images (laughs) from Seattle. (laughs) It's
3: all bad. Anyway, um. it
0: was a good thing that. Would it grew back it? fast. <laughs> it grew back before we got back to the organic network. Yeah,
3: thank goodness. Nobody knows about that. No, I kept, kept that under wraps.
0: Pull up the slide. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it'll be right here. Side by player. side.
3: Yeah, right I agree. I agree. Click the link
0: in the details. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: It's get, getting rid of old energy and bringing in new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
0: definitely what it feels like. I got to shave this off every now and again yeah. when I feel like I'm hiding behind the identity. Ooh. You know, yeah, you know, which can be heavy. I don't know. I'll show you the logo, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, it, you know, it those uh cosmetic changes that you can make that are a little or easier they're not surgery or anything like that totally mm-hmm. um can be useful because yeah. for that very reason get back to the basics mm-hmm. definitely I, i'm gonna shave my beard now yeah <laughs> try it out <laughs> get back to a new identity people are like who is that it's a crisp that's a crisp uh, that's a it's, crisp it's good when you need a, a, uh, <laughs> a fresh start for sure yeah. Yeah. definitely this
3: has been my favorite podcast so far. No I'm not kidding. Yeah, I'm dead serious. Don't tell Dr. Charlie. What
2: <laughs> <Ooh. Uh-oh. laughs> up,
3: Dr. Charlie? Thanks for fixing my neck. Yeah. Yeah. And you thanks know, for that
2: man. concoction. You yeah, burned no, my insides.
3: Let's take a second and let's talk about Dr. Charlie yeah. and what he does, what he brings to the table. I think it's so crazy. That's one of the first things we walked We walked in here and you, you guys mentioned Dr. Charlie. We're like, what? That's awesome.
1: Charlie. What
2: up, up, Charlie? Yeah. We met him, yeah, at North Coast, and we've seen him at festivals. But yeah, he just kind of created his own, like, unique brand. I'm like, I'm going to be the guy that takes care of musicians. And I remember we were all sitting at a picnic table waiting in line at North Coast, and he brings this orange mason jar. I don't even know what it was. It was like
1: uh, ginger, carrot, turmeric.
2: It's like his secret weapon, (laughs) but he, like, you know, he gives it to bands. Um, and he described it like, I don't know, what he, was it maybe Primus he was given one Primus, to? yeah, yeah. And he says, you know, musicians usually will all um, take a shot of it before they get on, and, like, within 10 minutes you get, like, this huge head rush and, like, kind of, like, Almost like, you know, liquid cocaine, You kind of said it yeah. was, but, you well, know, well, maybe a like little healthy. Maybe like li- yeah. a big old cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's not laughs> a no, I've of that, seen but. Joel oh, yeah. from
3: Umphreys come up to Dr. Charlie and be like, dude, can I get a ginger shot, like, yeah. exactly. before they go on stage. It's
2: just crazy. like very natural. So, like, um, we we took that, and, you know, we went out and filmed, and, like, you know, I, I felt a nice little kind of, like, zone in of just, like, it mm-hmm. feels good, and, and it's it's. It's ginger, you know, it's not like you're taking pills or... Exactly,
3: putting something in your body that feeds you rather than, you know, detracts and messes with your internal brain chemicals.
2: Or you crash, you know, later. It brings you up just to bring you right down, you know, so...
3: Oh, um. that's one thing in particular that I've always steered clear of, um is uh i mean we'll probably edit this out because we we often talk about substances on the podcast okay. and i usually edit it out just because uh-huh. like our moms watch it yeah, and yeah, I, same, same. I was tripping balls
0: <laughs> yeah but some i will stuff. say
3: that's a big a big influencer and most people most creative people <laughs> i will say have seen some shit you know totally. gone down the rabbit hole
2: definitely yeah we uh I mean that's just we believe in all those mm-hmm. things we're not uh, kind of open minded to everything mm-hmm. you know I think everything in moderation is amazing and important mm-hmm. but we like to try new things
3: Yeah
1: Very it just true. it get it just makes you see different you know mm-hmm. like I think like you could look into a window but like what if you looked on the other side of the window There's the metaphor. Is
2: yeah. a metaphor that a window yeah. metaphor
1: Window metaphor
0: Yeah
2: <laughs> I need some more similes
1: <laughs> and some likes <laughs>
2: Hanging out
0: with similar.
1: me is like... No, nah, I don't do similar. just metaphors. I think we're
0: just going to make a c- compilation of all the metaphors today. Honestly. <laughs> I think we're like four or five deep now. Yeah. I <laughs> Making it happen.
1: <laughs> making it happen. In Chicago. Yeah. you yeah. yeah. Chicago. That's all so beans cool. in a cup. <laughs> 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 you
3: got to, to succeed in life. You just got to put all your beans Honestly, in. Honestly. That's a new
1: cup. one, man. I
2: like is what's, what's the real thing? Uh... Uh, I think all in your, a jar. No, so no. He's no, all saying
3: your, don't put your all your eggs in one basket. One basket. Yeah. But there, that the emphasis of that is on like don't if you put all your eggs in one basket and someone steals that basket you have no eggs. Wow. You wow. know what I mean? But or for if a they ask,
0: basket right. drops.
3: But for a business, uh, if you're building it on the side, that's exactly what you're building is a side business. You Definitely. have to go all in. Totally. Put all your beans in one cup. That's right.
2: I actually, I mean what's crazy, we were were in California not too (laughs) long ago and we went out to eat uh, with a good friend of ours and he gave us the best advice about kind of like putting yourself in a corner as far as work and like um, he mentioned kind of like being on a boat, thinking your your business as a ship. So if you're, uh, if you have this ship that does just corporate stuff, you know, you're going to sail the corporate ocean. Mm And so, <clears throat> gratefully, we have you know two minds kind of running this, so we can we have multiple boats, and so it's like mm-hmm. we have the creative boat that's just sailing the shore. Then we have the, the weddings that are surfing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I think all these outlets is amazing. Or else you back yourself into a corner. And so mm-hmm. um, we're just grateful for that, and hopefully a boat doesn't sink. And if it does, we're jumping aboard the other one, mm.
1: <laughs> building a bridge, jump a boat,
3: jumping a boat. Yeah. Wow. Well, I really, I dig the flow of this podcast. We'd love to have you back on as guests, as repeat guests. If you're familiar with other podcasts, like Joe Rogan, he'll have a bunch of guests and then he'll have his like standbys, you know, they come on and then they'll talk about uh, current events and all that. Because on these introductory podcasts, Mm -hmm. we don't really get to dive into, you know, topics like current events, all that political stuff, whatever, whatever, because we're getting to know you, you guys are getting to know us, all that. Yeah, introducing everyone to the audience. I think this is, I'm going to say it here, like I'm so happy that we got to meet you guys and we're gonna gonna be around so yeah (laughs) we're
0: definitely gonna be at the next jv loft event this this, this place is great the space is awesome nice and it seems like you you guys are doing some really fun things we
2: actually um i mean i'm sure we can get you guys plugged in it but we just connected with so far sounds which is pop-up concerts that we're hosting now in our space aren't we having one in october yeah it's uh october 11th and so pretty much it's just like artists, local artists, um, they come in, and um, usually it's like three artists, and it's, and it's, I don't know, what would you say? It's just like these mini shows, very intimate, yeah, BYOB, yeah. and you just, people sit on the ground, and, and so we're, we're now like a venue on the site, so I'm sure we can plug you guys into coming and, and doing something on that.
0: You telling us you can plug the plug? Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're plugging
2: the plug oh. we're gonna give you an outlet and just let you sink just, in yeah it. we'll have a plug outlet just well, so plug it. Oh.
3: is there anything that you guys would like to say any people that you'd like to thank anybody who's inspired you in the beginning any, any anything like that
1: i mean i think we both can say it right from the top our parents our pa- yeah definitely they, mom mom and dad if you guys are listening we love you guys um they've always been there just to support us and like at times where, you know, we were down or we, we didn't believe, you know, that we can do it. Like, they gave us that little push of hope, you know, to say, like, you guys, you got this. Look how far you guys have come. Don't give up, you know. And they've yeah. they've, just, they've always had our back, you know. And so one day, you guys will get yeah, it back.
2: totally. I think, yeah, just, just the people and then other creatives. We have a lot of friends on the West Coast that kind of are always – though we don't talk every day they'll always check in on us and just kind of like give us that guidance of like that almost that like angel on your shoulder like you guys are doing it just keep going or like you know if there's doubts of i mean as an artist you fought inspiration so there's doubts where it's like you pick up a phone you facetime someone and they're like you guys are doing it like just just keep just keep at it so um so just thankful for those people i can make a list but you know who you are
1: mm-hmm. the support
2: system Definitely. Come on, give me a metaphor for a tree and a support system. Come on, give me. Look,
1: I can't give metaphors <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna work on. We're gonna work on next podcast. On command, metaphors. metaphor production. Let's uh, do it. You got I got to. I chan. I got to channel the metaphors.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna try to throw one out there. It's like being a tree, mm-hmm. and you have your support system as your branches, and then you have, uh, you know, the leaves. And your parents as your roots. It's, the roots. That's There it. you go. You got the roots. Here I, I got one. This this comes
1: from my. Uh, the, the lady who kind of got me into meditation, her name is Petra. She says, you need to be grounded, back to grounded. You need to have strong roots like a tree. A tree can withstand anything, the rain, the snow, the sleep, the hail, the heat, the cold. And if you do not have strong roots and you're not grounded, you can just get, you're just going to fall over. So you need to be strong and you need to have a good foundation in order to stand strong for a while. Shout out, Petra. The, right n- the nudge you need. That was
3: one of our three mutual friends on Facebook. Petra, you know Petra. She's
2: probably been to some festivals. (laughs) She's like our spiritual
3: godmother. I'm like weirdly connected. It's weird. I meet people, and we've been friends on Facebook for like three years. No way. Tight. But thank you. And any last philosophical standpoints? Anything you want to? I mean, I think
2: yeah. I think one of our biggest hit him with the quote. The (laughs) biggest quote, and it's um. Uh, the Yavit Brothers is a, you know, folk, or a group, they're a set of brothers that we always believed in, and mm-hmm. just since day one, um, the quote in one of their songs, uh, Head Full of Doubt, Road Full of Promise, is decide what to be and go be it. That's it. And that's just kind of been our motto in, in anything. I, we talk to, uh, you know, a lot of kids our age, and it's just like, you know, they they feel like they need to get out of school, and they just need to work this 9 to 5, and it's really, you really don't, you know, it's decide what you want to do and, and go be it, so... Um, and it's a lot easier said than done, but, uh, and there's a lot of fear involved in that, but that's just something we, we stand strong with is decide what to be.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, eliminate fear because it literally fear is, is the ruler that will, that will just destroy you. Uh, if you have a passion for something, just just do it, whatever it is. You want to paint, paint. You want to build plants, I don't know, build plants, <laughs> whatever you want to do. You wanna grow plants. Grow plants. But, yeah, just uh, decide what to be and go be it.
2: Yeah, execution. There's the ideas, the idealists, and the executionists. So it's like, uh, so many people have great ideas, but if you can't execute, no one's gonna know about them. So mm-hmm. I think that's our journey is like, of all the people that have these ideas in the cloud, the ones who succeed are the ones who execute. And execution can be in any form, it's just doing what you say you're gonna do.
3: Awesome. Well, yep. I finally see how people can just podcast for like two and a half hours, yeah. oh, shooting the shit, man. We'll, <laughs> we'll definitely
2: be back. Please but
3: be back. I definitely want to thank you guys, JV Studios. Thank you, Scott, for sending this one up. I really appreciate this. Was, this.
0: this was actually a big shout out to Eleven O Four, who totally. we just recorded yesterday, and yeah, sure. and thank you guys for um connecting us. Yeah. The cycle goes on. We'll see you at we'll see you at the next episode. Awesome Thanks for tuning in. Thank
1: you Thanks. for having us. Cool. Peace. Woo! Nice. That was great. You get lost. Yeah. You get lost. That, was fun. <laughs> that
0: was fun. So, thank you for completing another episode of Daytime for the Nightlife. That was JV Studios. Please check them out at JV Studios on any social media platform, or you can find them at JVstudio.com. That being said, as a reward for making it to the end of this session, I wanna share a team assessment. If you are on a team in a group working amongst a, um, a collaborative effort, I want to share a questionnaire that is uh, helpful in identifying the dysfunctions and functionality of your team. Um, rate your response to these questions on a scale of one to three. So one for rarely, two for sometimes, three for usually. It's only 15 questions, and I promise you, um, you will enjoy the results. Um, one, team members are passionate and unguarded in their discussions of issues. Write that one to three. One rarely, two sometimes, three usually. Question number two. Team members call out one another's deficiencies or unproductive behaviors. Three. Team members know what their peers are working on and how they contribute to the collective good of a team. Four. Four. Team members quickly and genuinely apologize to one another when they say or do something inappropriate or possibly damaging to the team. Five, team members willingly make sacrifices such as budget, turf, headcount in their departments or areas of expertise for the good of the team. Six, Team members openly admit their weaknesses and mistakes. Seven, team meetings are compelling and not boring. Again, let me remind you one is for rarely, two is sometimes, three is usually. Eight, team members leave meetings confident that their peers are completely committed to the decisions that we agreed on even if they, uh, there was initial disagreement. 9. Morale is significantly affected by the failure to achieve team goals. 10. During team meetings, the most important and difficult issues are put on the table to be resolved. 11. Team members are deeply concerned about the prospect of letting down their peers. 12. Team members know about one another's personal lives and are comfortable discussing them. 13. Team members end discussions with clear and specific resolutions and calls to action. Number 14, team members challenge one another about their plans and approaches. Finally, 15, team members are slow to seek credit for their own contributions, but quick to point out those of others. Now take a moment to reflect on the scores that you've entered. Hit pause, and then when you're ready, when you've totaled your numbers, Uh, hit play again so when you're going over the questions look at your statement 4 6 and 12 this reflects the dysfunction 1 absence of trust statements 1 7 and 10 reflect dysfunction number 2 fear of conflict statements 3 8 and 13 refer to the lack of commitment. Statements 2, 11, 14 refers to the avoidance of accountability. And Statements 5, 9 and 15 refer to the inattention to results. Now this assessment and this information comes from uh, Patrick Lencioni in his book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. I highly recommend, uh, one, reflecting on your answers and how you feel about each one of them. Two, uh, sourcing additional information by getting this book and reading more into understanding and overcoming each of these dysfunctions that a team can possess. Just because you have a dysfunction does not mean you need to end the partnership. It simply means that a difficult conversation is on the horizon, and you must challenge yourself to articulate your feelings as they align with what you've witnessed and to identify a number of solutions that might help you overcome them. That being said, thank you for tuning into this episode. We're extremely grateful And we look forward to you tuning in to the next one. Thanks. Bye.